You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the voice of the one and only DJ Scream, letting you know that you are now in tune to the Casual Flex, where culture meets sports and casuals are welcome. Now here's your host, Philip Dukes. Yo, welcome to another edition of the Casual Flex and Auburn Undercover. I'm your host, Philip Dukes, a.k.a. Dukes D. Scoop. Check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Dukes D. Scoop. And make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. So, um, for the past few weeks, um, I've been interviewing guests when it came to my portion of uh, Auburn Undercover's uh, podcast channel. And I'll get back to that soon, but I thought it would be really good for me just to come in and kind of introduce myself to those uh, who do follow Auburn Undercover's podcast channel. And kind of just give some of my perspective and opinion on what's going on in the Auburn sports world today. And for those that don't know, my name is Philip Dukes. I am a Auburn alum. Uh, came out in the early 2000s. Uh, just turned 40 years old in October. Um, operations manager by trade. Uh, I've been in the sports realm for a few years. I made a lot of good relationships early on. Uh, While I was at Auburn, they carried me through. I was able to come across a lot of um, inside information. And about, I think, during COVID, I just came on the board and just started spewing information. And people were like, yeah, right. Why should we believe you? I'm like, all right. And then uh, so I took it from 24-7 and I just posted it on Twitter. And then I started, like, being right on some things. And then uh, uh, Keith... uh, who used to be on the board hit me up and was like, Hey man, we're like, what's your problem? I'm like, what? He was like, yeah, not really. What's your problem? He was like, what's your deal? I'm like, all right, like, what are you trying to do? And who are you? And where are you getting this information from? And then when Keith hit me, I knew I was like, okay, I got something. And, uh, he ended up being my mentor, uh, starting out. And, um, so it was, and that's just really how I got my start. Um, I just continued to tweet. Um, I came across the opportunity, got with Ronnie, uh, met Christian, um, and they were just like, you know, we felt like you would be a cool fit. Um, would you like to come over? And I said, absolutely. I worked it out with CBS Sports, and here I am. So um, I am in a part-time capacity. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're talking about some more things where I can get more time in. But, yeah, that's me in a nutshell from College Park, Georgia. I uh, got a lot of good relationships that allow me to get information. Um, and, yeah, so that's me in a nutshell. All right, so past the introduction, let's get down to it. Auburn basketball goes home. Yeah, man, tough game against Houston. Uh, brought up a lot of the deficiencies that we saw all year long um, scoring. Anytime you go two for 20 in the second half for a stretch 
Auburn goes two for 20 in the second half. And you can't, that's not championship basketball. You don't deserve to be a team like Houston if you go two for 20 at any stretch in the game. Um, being able to score on the perimeter uh, has been a thorn in the side of the Auburn Tigers all year long. And I think that, uh, I think Bruce Pearl actually did a great job this year getting the most he could out of that team with the limited per- perimeter scoring that he had. And when I say limited, it's really, really streaky. Not a lot of those pure shooter types, uh, more so or volume shooters, more so uh, scrappy. Uh, uh, I can't think of a better adjective, but inconsistent when it came to perimeter scoring. And I think that really uh, reared its ugly head once again uh, in a round of 32 where if Auburn could have got some scoring that could have went against Houston, uh, could have combated it or uh, just responded to the backcourt play of the Cougars, then I think it's a totally different ball game. But with uh, with the way that the, the length of Houston on the perimeter and also the shooting, uh, some of those shots that they were making, I don't know, you know, if they play anybody else that they make those shots. But what I will say is this. I'm starting to wonder about Bruce Pearl and his affinity for shorter point guards, right? Which I have no problem with. But how does he going into the next season protect those guys on the defensive end? So when you look at, let's go back to, let's start it at uh start with uh Jared Harper. You go from Jared Harper, you go to uh Jared Harper, Sharif Cooper in the window green, basically. And Zepp Jasper was almost like a bodyguard for Wendell Green at times when they played together. Um, and the creativity that you can get from those type of point guards, uh, the shooting, um, and the way that they attack the basket draws so many people that, yeah, you there, there are a lot of pros. But one of the biggest cons is on the other side of the ball when you have to play big guards. And I think as you look into uh, the round of 16, the Sweet 16, you're going to see a lot more long guards. I think now one guy that I love is the uh, point guard out of uh, Kansas State, short guy. I'm a short guy. I was a short point guard. So uh, I definitely love the game. But it's going to be interesting to me to see next year how Bruce Pearl combats having those short point guards. Aiden Holloway is not big either. So we've seen it time and time again. Um, is the offense going to be enough out of those point guards in order to counteract uh, the liability that they can create on the defensive end by guards just being able to straight up shoot over them? But trust me, Wendell Green was not the only problem. He, I mean, he really, I wouldn't call him a problem on this team at all. I think he had a good season. I think you just have to have more pieces in order to protect him in that role. Um, Broom will be back next year. Uh, we'll get to see the five-star kid that we didn't see a lot of, Treyor. Uh, he should develop. I think we'll see more of him next year. Got a lot of your core back. I think you'll add some pieces. Once again, you do bring in Holloway. I think you'll see a lot more Trey Donaldson next year. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of people clamoring for him to play more this year, so I think that's the more comfortable he gets, 
Um, you, he, he's going to force himself onto the court. And uh, so I think uh, the shot maker, I think what you'll go see Bruce do is go get some shot makers. And I think Auburn is primed to continue their run of NCAA tournament appearances next year. And I think you'll have one of those top 10, top five type teams in Auburn next year. So man, kudos to the basketball team um, for the coaching job that the staff did. And uh, hopefully all for all, for the sake of Auburn fans, they continue to uh, attack the portal in a way that you are able to fill needs. And I think next year shooting will be and shot making to be the biggest need that they go after. You put that together with the front court, uh, and some of the pieces that you already have, some of the scrappy playmaking ability, you get some knockdown shooters, and I guarantee you that Auburn team this year is a totally different team, and you'll see them make a run. All the buzz right now is about Auburn football and Hugh Freeze and what he is bringing to the table. Hey, look, man. So I'm gonna have to, you know, I'm gonna have to just say how it is. Man, Hugh Freeze, dog, has the energy in Auburn going crazy. Like, there's so much that I'm hearing about Auburn, and I talk to members of the staff pretty frequently um, off the record just based on relationships. And uh, when I hear some of the things that Hugh Freeze has implemented, and the biggest change, I think, is Hugh Freeze's emphasis on recruiting, and it can't be understated. I had a, a coach tell me, um, maybe maybe two weeks ago, a week ago, a week or two ago, he was like, "Man, Freeze knows who's in everybody's area, and you better know what's going on with the guys in your area, because he'll quiz you on it. He might just stop you in the hallway and say, "Hey, what's up with so and so?" And it may be a kid that's down the board that I said I wanted, but if I don't, he's Coach Freeze is going to go do his research. So you better know what you're talking about when you talk to him or, you know, it's, it's going to be a long day for you. And when I heard that, I said, man, for somebody who's the head man, you know he's the guy. All he has to do is allow his uh, position coaches <clears throat> and area coaches to recruit in their areas, and he can act as a CEO. But he's not doing that. He's really focused on recruiting. I talk to players. So, I mean, as you, I'm pretty plugged in in the Atlanta area. So, a lot of these kids, I've been knowing their parents for years. So, I'm talking to a recruit, a recruit's dad, and he was like, man, I, there's no coach. And this 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 guy's son is a player. And he was like, no coach in the country is recruiting his son harder than Hugh Freeze. I said, man, that's crazy. And uh, it's just refreshing to hear because in the past few regimes – I mean, even uh, Malzahn, like, towards the end, Coach Malzahn did get a lot more involved. But Auburn hasn't had a recruiter like – I don't think we've ever had a recruiter like uh, Hugh Freeze. I just don't think Auburn has had a guy like that. It's refreshing. Uh, the energy around the team is good. Practices are good. I'm going to talk about some of this stuff in my insider. Uh, I should be dropping it uh, Thursday. This will come out on Thursday, so either uh, Thursday or Friday you should hear it. But um, – some of the names that I got, I've been hearing Kane Lee has been absolutely balling. He's been playing lights out. Uh, I heard that he came in. And uh, you know what? I'm going to save a little bit of that for the uh, Duke Scoops when it comes out. But uh, Kane Lee, uh, Robert Woodyard, Justin Rogers, and uh, Keontae Scott. 
I'll go in a little more depth with those are names that I got uh, from a pretty credible source that said they've been showing out in practice. So um, it has to be an exciting time to be an Auburn fan. When you think about the players that have been rejuvenated, all of the good press that's coming out, guys that are genuinely happy to be around, uh, a lot of uh, 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 last, let, let's just compare this year to last year. Last year, the trans, the first portion of the transfer portal, the first transfer portal window was like, Auburn likes a guy, he's not going to Auburn. <laughs> That's it. A guy might visit, he's not going to Auburn. This year has been totally different. Um, even talking to other schools, they know Auburn's coming. Um, I heard, I got, you know, I've got relationships across the SEC and when I talk to certain guys, it, it's not the same energy. Uh, sometimes you almost want to tell them I can't be a fan. And, this, you know, I can't really be a fan. But sometimes you almost want to say, okay, I want you to keep that same energy you had last year. That's how it feels. Because guys are now concerned when guys say they want to come down to Auburn. And I think one of the coolest parts about it is um, it's been – different when it comes to getting information and inside info this year. Uh, it wasn't like a lot that was coming out last year. And I think that the staff had was really going into it was kind of like, hey, we need to keep everything kind of in-house and we're not going to give a whole lot of information out about who's visiting because when guys were visiting, Auburn was closing. It wasn't like, you know, we're, we just don't want to say nothing because we know they're going somewhere else. No, Auburn didn't want anybody to know where that kid was because they were closing that kid that weekend. And you saw the effects of that by how well Auburn did in the transfer portal. Whoever had a transfer portal ranking list this year, Auburn was there. Like, the whole nine, every last one of them, Auburn was in the top five of their transfer, transfer portal ranking list. And anything below five was top 10, but Auburn was on every list. And that's something to be said for the synergy that that staff has, what Hugh Freeze is putting together, and uh, what John Cohen did by hiring Hugh Freeze. And it's just exciting and uh, really a breath of fresh air to see people excited about Auburn again. And But one thing about it, man, for every uh, for every valley, there's a mountain. So you see the lows and then you're going to see the highs. So right now, I think it's, it's just that time in Auburn. Like, sheesh, I mean, you look at the schedule, you look at the home games. How good can Auburn be this year? Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 
15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast introducing the two-way v4 where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance with fuel cell each step feels explosive delivering unparalleled energy return paired with fresh foam experience maximum comfort throughout the game its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition the two-way v4 gives you the tools to play at a high level learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com me, if I had to go over under, which I'm probably gonna do a million times before the season, man. Right now, I think Auburn can win nine games easy, man. With the with what they have, um, and that's with what they have right now. I think you, they can win nine games with that defense, with that set, with that experienced secondary, with uh, nobody really having a lot of tape on what the what what the new staff wants to do with this caliber of player. Like, Ron Roberts wasn't coaching this caliber of player at Baylor. Hugh Freeze wasn't coaching this caliber player on a consistent basis. I mean, one through 22 that'll be on the field, however many it is when you talk about guys that'll actually play. The consistency of the talent level wasn't there. Now, granted, the talent level is higher in the SEC, but I think the gap has been lessened considerably between this year and last year. And as you saw at the end of the season, there's something to be said about having guys that believe in themselves and believe in the system. And these guys believe. I mean, the guys, you saw a couple of guys go to the transfer portal, and I don't think nobody wanted to leave because if they did, they would have left before. These guys ain't even making it out of spring. So, you know, most guys transfer after spring. So, I mean, you know, you hate to see guys go, but at the end of the day, you could tell that Auburn has something going and their their level of play is is going upwards. And that's what you want. See, Auburn is football is better when Auburn is good. The SEC is better when Auburn is good. Auburn LSU. Auburn Bama does not need to be a foregone conclusion. Auburn, Georgia should not be a foregone conclusion. And I think for the first time in four to five years, both of those games will be back on the table. I just don't think the talent gap, the disparity in talent isn't there anymore. I think Auburn is a very talented team. They'll be there. Do I think they have as much talent as Georgia and Bama do right now? No. Are they, on their, are they on their way? Absolutely. Um, but they have just enough talent to be dangerous. I had, uh, and I'll talk about this in the insider too, I had a, a coach at another school tell me, Robbie Ashford 
was one of the scariest quarterbacks in the SEC because of how well he ran. And if he could get some of that accuracy together, or if Auburn could get him in situations where you don't know what he's going to do, like when you saw Robbie Ashford packaged the right way, he was an absolute nightmare to try to contain. Because if you had, if you got, if you could catch a defense with their eyes in the backfield thinking Robbie is going to run based on his tendencies, and Robbie, who has that cannon of an arm, if you could scheme something up, sort of more so of an easier throw or less of a read, you're going to see the benefits of that, like, like ASAP, right? Can Hugh Freeze develop Robbie Ashford is a huge question. We'll see. But right now, all the all the buzz is about TJ Finley. I, I, I'm not making this up. First scrimmage, even into this week, this week's practice, everybody I talked to said TJ is balling. Throwing darts, BBs, bullets, you name it. Um, so right now, if I had to pick a guy, it would be TJ Finley as a starter. Um, I don't think Hugh Freeze is done. I think there will be somebody out of the portal. I saw some reports came out last week um, that I had kind of put out a while ago, but I ain't tripping, man. Um, and some of the stuff I was asked to kind of keep under wraps, but Auburn ain't done. I think there will be more competition at quarterback, most definitely. And I think um, with the right trigger, man, it could be multiple guys. It could be a combination of family and Ashford. I think they can win nine games with those two just on the sheer strength of momentum, morale, continuity, and accountability. And those are four things that Auburn has in spades right now. And uh, something that you can't really teach is just a feeling that you have to have. And it has to be, it has to permeate the locker room and go off the field. These guys want to be with each other. I mean, if you've checked out any of uh, the other interviews I'm doing, you hear guys talking about hanging out together and, you know, we want to hang out. It's a happier time. Guys not wanting to leave for spring break. There were a good number of players who did not go home on spring break. They stayed in Auburn. Um, I think that's huge. I know this to be true. A few guys, I mean, guys who play um, that don't live far chose to stay in Auburn and, and work through spring break, which I thought was huge. So yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's I think it's an exciting time in Auburn. And uh, speaking of exciting times, Cam Newton comes back to throw on pro day, and there is a contingency of people that think that Cam Newton was taken away, shined from players at Auburn or the pro day players, and he should have done that somewhere else. I thought the total opposite. I thought that with Cam Newton coming to Auburn. There were going to be more eyes there, which we did see. Oh, there's not like uh, there wasn't just like a bevy of guys that were had high round uh, grades this year. I think Owen Papo probably has the highest grade right now. Uh, I think Tank Bigsby helped himself a lot by running a four four six. Shed Jackson definitely got himself in the late round conversation with a four two forty, which is blazing. I didn't even think he played that fast. I mean, sheesh, 4-2. How do you – Shed Jackson – Shed Jackson was a friend of 4-2. Good night. That is moving. The way he blocks, I was like, man, he's – like, I can see Shed Jackson carving out a role as a 
as, as, as a Pro Bowl special teamer with that type of speed uh, and his blocking ability and his strength. Strong guy, too. Uh, Shanker, uh, 4 5 40 with a 29 or 27, I think maybe 25. Uh, a great number on the bench. I think he did a lot to help himself. So uh, shout out to those guys for doing well. And shout out to Cam Newton for one returning to Auburn, which is something that we just saw for the first time last year. Uh, Cam Newton at an Auburn game. I think that's huge for recruiting. I think uh, having Cam be comfortable enough to come through at Auburn and building that relationship and working with the social media portion of it. I think that's huge. Uh, when you start to get, the Cam Newtons of the world to come on back down to the plains and kind of show what can be for the next Cam Newton. Like, man, you know what? There's a guy who can, I can follow in his footsteps. So him waving the Auburn flag and uh, allowing, being vulnerable enough to come throw at a pro day so he can get those looks. And he threw the, and he was out there, Cam Newton looked good. I mean, if you're drafting guys on shorts and shells, I mean, I would sign a guy on shorts and shells too. I mean, it should be the same principle. And so I think he did, did some things to help himself. Um, and the only thing I, I would say about Cam is like Cam, like, and I said this on, uh, the other day on my part, like you, you don't have nothing to prove with your mouth. Like all you got to do is go out there and throw it. Like you ain't got to tell nobody like, what's going on with the 32 teams or randoms and all of that, bro. None of that even matters, Cam. Like, just go out here and show these folks who you are, what you are, what you can be, and what they're missing. And then, let and then you know, let the play do the talking. and Or talk after you go score them touchdowns. You feel me? Like, yeah, you don't have to, like, and we know, like, a lot of people know, like, you know what, it's probably not 32 quarterbacks better than Cam Newton, but just being a player, about the situation, like, you no, know, you ain't got to take, you no, know, you don't have to, you know, yeah, it's, it's 30, yeah, it may, it may not be that, right? But a player, a Newton stature, a Cam stature, you ain't got to talk and go out there playing and then talk to him after, laugh to the bank, laugh to the Hall of Fame, like, do things that are going to put you in those positions and talking ain't going to do it, dog. You ain't even got to, Cam, for sure. All right, well, that's my time, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe. We'll get some more conversation going. Some good Auburn talk. If you got questions that you want to talk about, hit me up. You can hit me in the PM. Hit me on Twitter, uh, at Dukes the Scoop. Hit me on Instagram, at Dukes the Scoop. I'm on uh, Facebook at uh, Philip Dukes, uh, Philip with two L's. Um, hopefully, uh, I've been talking about getting uh, Mr. Marshall, uh, Philip Marshall. Everybody laughs at me, like on staff, because I call Philip Marshall Mr. Marshall, but I was just kind of raised with that type of respect. Not to say they weren't, but it's kind of like, yeah, it's Mr. Marshall. Like, I'd be feeling funny calling him. First of all, my name is Philip, too. But still, like, when I talk to Mr. Marshall, I'd be like, man. And he, man, so Philip Marshall is cool as hell. Like, <laughs> that's my boy, man. So hopefully I get him on here. We can, like, kind of, uh, we can kind of talk and uh, learn some more about. He's got an amazing story, amazing guy. Um, and somebody who I don't think I would have made it as far as I have without. So somebody I got a really special relationship with. So uh, hopefully we have Philip Marshall on here in the coming weeks. That's one I'm really looking forward to. All right, guys. Till next time. Casual Flex. I'm out. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. 
So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.